0: Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Undrafted, uh, episode six, I think this is supposed to be. Maybe seven. I'm looking I'm looking seven. is this is yeah. this episode seven? Yeah, Jesus, seven. yeah. Wow, we're really on the home stretch here. Oh well, this will be the sixth we've published. We didn't publish the last one. No, exactly. So this would be six. So we're gonna go ahead and call this episode six. Sorry about the uh lack of an episode last week. Uh one hundred percent not my fault. Gonna throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually recording this right now, Sunday, uh, week six football on the TV. We got Jacksonville and Dallas playing right now. Dallas completely destroying the Jaguars right now, um, as they should be because Blake Bortles plays for the Jaguars. So that's self-explanatory right there. Um, actually it's so self-explanatory that I actually bet against the Jaguars today. Um, the Cowboys were plus three, I believe. So, three-point underdogs for those who aren't tracking what all that means. So, yeah, I picked the Cowboys, and they are up by 24, so I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm going to win that money. Thanks, Blake Bortles. There's been some exciting games uh, for Week 6. Uh, first, Eagles destroyed the Giants, as expected. Uh, Saquon Barkley, though. It, so, there's there's uh, complete chaos right now in New York, specifically for the New York Giants. The New York Jets are fine. Specifically for the New York Giants, though, complete chaos, uh, dumpster fire that homeless people are using for warmth, mainly because Eli Manning, and I, I'm just I'm gonna make it as simple as that. Now I've seen I've seen kind of it's been almost like politics, like today's politics. It's it's polarized right now. Uh, people are either very in support of Eli or very against Eli, and when I say people, I'm I'm talking spectators commentators, fans, no, 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 no one actually in the NFL given their actual opinion, of course, except for Odo Beckham Jr. when he's not in a Little Wayne concert or whatever that was all about. Not really sure. But uh, anyways, so e- Eli Manning not playing that great this season. The, the big question that comes to mind is, did the Giants do the right thing in picking up Saquon Barkley? Or should they have drafted one of the quarterbacks that were on the board at the time? I I personally think they did the right thing drafting Saquon Barkley. 22 touches, 229 scrimmage yards, and a touchdown against the Eagles. That's, that's a great game. Saquon Barkley is very good. In fact, the, the Eagles have invested early round draft picks at now running back, left tackle, couple in wide receiver, and the Giants' defense, it's not good, but it's not the worst. I'd say it's better than the Steelers' defense right now. I'd say it's better than the Atlanta Falcons' defense right now. Eli Manning has the team around him to be competitive and win football games. The New York Giants are one in five because of Eli Manning. I had a guest on the show a couple weeks ago, Jose Carrion. I believe that's how that's pronounced, the double R. One of the questions I had asked him, you know, and granted, it was only week three at the time when I asked him the question, I believe. You know, I, I basically asked him, is, is this season a wash? are are you do you think the Giants need to just play for the draft? His answer at the time was no now i'm I'm not going to reach out to him and I, I may bother him next week next episode We'll see how he feels what he thinks then but i mean you're you're one in five the rest of your schedule does not look too favorable. You need a quarterback of the future. I think the giant seasons a wash which helps play into um the Eagles winning the n f c east that I predicted so you know, the Cowboys winning today doesn't really help. Well, they haven't won yet, but, you know, that was me knocking on wood. Um, pro- probably going to happen there. Let's go ahead. Let- let's go down through it. There was a shootout in Atlanta, Buccaneers-Falcons. It was 29-34. to Matty Ice, 354 passing yards with three TDs. Um, I, think, I think if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick in this game instead of Jameis Winston, I think you win by you, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Buccaneers win this game with Fitz magic in there. I think he got pulled too early unjustly. Yeah, Winston went for 394 yards and four scores, but he had two interceptions, 11 incompletions, and two of those incompletions should have been interceptions as well. I, Jameis Winston did decent against a bad defense. That was a defense he should have put up. He should have had a 500-yard game. He should have had a six-pack of touchdowns if he was a good quarterback. A little, little six-pack, but, you know. Jameis Winston, I, I've I've said it before. I'm, I'm not a fan. I think Buccaneers need to draft a new quarterback. Uh, Steelers, Bengals, you know every, everyone. You know I'm a you know I'm a Steelers fan. And here's something real quick. I'm I'm gonna say in regards to the Bengals, I absolutely despise the Bengals. Here here recently especially, I think Von Tez is a disgusting human being. There were several plays during the game. Uh, one towards Antonio Brown again. If you remember back to the, what was it, 2015 playoffs, 2016, probably both. Uh, you know, he's he's constantly leading with the head, spearing players, and the surprising thing is, I didn't see a single call all game for any anything, and that's been kind of the hot thing all year is penalties. Now, I also did find the statistic that said that the officiating crew that did officiate the game for the Steelers and Bengals today has called the least amount of penalties all season. So maybe they're just letting the boys play. But great thing. Antonio Brown, game-winning 31-yard touchdown reception. It was probably first and 10, if I remember correctly. But, what, 20 seconds on the clock maybe? They They were in field goal range, about 53 yards off the ball. Uh, no, there's 15 seconds left. That's what it was, 15 seconds. The Bengals lined up, and I mean, right off the bat, you could tell it was an all-out blitz. You had man-to-man coverage across the board. Brown was split out left. He was the farthest left receiver. I believe James Washington was the inside slot. They were but a yard or two split from each other. James Washington just ran a vertical uh, up the field, kind of a pick-type set. And Antonio Brown with the quick slant right to where... Now, if you know how a hot read goes, you run to where the defender was. If the defender's blitzing, you run where he was. It's exactly what he did. The outside corner couldn't get through the pick. The other guy was still covering James Washington, his man, and Brown took it 31 yards. Very exciting. It was almost surreal, if that makes any sense. I I was kind of being a Debbie Downer because Mike Tomlin, being the not smart head coach he is, challenges a play in the first half, um after also burning a timeout too on the first drive for no reason challenges a play ball or excuse me a uh ball placement challenge very hard to get those overturned anyways loses the challenge of course like everyone said he he, he, he could have called me i've sent him my number a hundred times he can call me anytime and i'll tell him what to do so here we are later third quarter excuse me fourth quarter james connor great play at the sideline breaks a tackle into the air Ball does cross the plane, but the ref calls him down at like the one yard line. What does Mike Tomlin do? Do you challenge it? Do you challenge it, Jose? Yes. The answer is yes. You challenge it. it. Even if you're wrong, you know. I think any fan would have agreed with that challenge versus the first challenge he did. Guess what he does? He doesn't challenge it. The Steelers then get stopped on first, second, and third down. It's now fourth down, and he kicks a field goal, exchanging that this game was closer, and even though it was like a last-minute game-winning play, the game was closer than it should have been, honestly. There were two field goals the Steelers got that really should have been touchdowns, I think. You know, changing sevens for threes. But, you know, Steelers uh, finally got a win out of it. Fun fact. I think it's a fun fact. Marvin Lewis is 5-18 against Mike Tomlin. It's pretty bad. I think Marvin Lewis also has never won a playoff game. 0-7, 0-8, something like that. Andy Dalton actually played fairly well. What do they, they call him? The Red Rifle? The Red Rocket? Red Rifle. That's what it is. Red Rifle. Red Rocket. Something else. No, he he played very well. Uh, Joe Mixon, about 84 scrimmage yards. Uh, Steelers kept him under 100, which he's had the past couple weeks. Another big point I'd like to take from... So I, I said the Steelers need to hit the uh, panic button, right? In my last episode that was published. It was a big thing. Steelers, Falcons. Falcons, I think, found that panic button finally. Beat the Buccaneers today, as I talked about earlier. It might still be a little too late for Atlanta the steelers now two big wins in a row this was a must win you know for the afc north i like what they're doing on defense now now the defense didn't play great lights out today but the pressure i'm loving the pressure and i i love the joe hayden covering the number 1 receiver and i think that's a must that's a that is a that needs to continue i think so yeah big big win for the pittsburgh steelers uh let's get back to let's chargers browns <sighs> I so I, I didn't bet on the game. This it was only it was Chargers minus 1. I was really kind of banking for the Browns at home though. I thought that they would come away with it. Uh Mark Goodman, when you listen to this, I'm sorry, bro. Uh also, we we need a we need to get Mark on for a call for an episode that we do publish. The past two times we've had him on, we haven't published the episode for one reason or another. I'm sorry, Mark. But uh, Joe, sorry. I don't know if I'm sure you could hear that. Can, can you hear that? Is your, does yeah. your microphone work on that thing? No, it's not my microphone. You can pick it up on the minute. Oh, it's very nice, expensive technology. Bills, Texans, Uh, Bills thirteen, Texans twenty. Peterman went in, uh, throws a pick six for to put the Texans up by seven. So nice, way to go, Peterman. Bears, Dolphins. Now, Dolphins, one of the teams I said that aren't as good as their record says. Uh, Joe, can you flip through some of the stuff? I did. I pick the Bears to win the NFC North. Can you? Can it's in there somewhere? Look for that real quick while I talk about the Dolphins. Dolphins looked pretty good. Uh, Jason Sanders with a 41, 47, one of those 47-yard field. Jason Sanders with a 47-yard field goal in overtime. It was a Really good game, really back-and-forth game. So, surprisingly not. So Brock Osweiler playing in place for the uh, injured Ryan Tannehill. Uh, three touchdowns, 380 yards, but two picks on top of that. Not a bad outing. But definitely part of the close game, you know, with the turnovers. Mitchell Trubisky, three touchdowns, one interception, 316 yards. Mitch Trubisky's doing very good, very well. Let's use proper grammar, Carl. Mitchell Trubisky is is doing well. A lot better than I think the haters said he would. And, I, I mean, credit 100% to the offensive staff around him. But, you know, still a great defense in Chicago, and I'm, I was very surprised to see Miami win this game today. So, update, I did pick the Bears. Yes, okay. Jose confirmed I, I did pick the Bears, and I was pretty sure I did. They, look, they just looked the best. You know, they, they dropped one game, a close game, so they have two losses on the season now. No big deal. That happens. Update, the Jaguars scored. Let's, uh, let's look into that. That's aggravating. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe Blake Bortles had anything to do with that score, and that's what I want to check. Is there a way I can just look at the scoring drives? Here we go, scoring drives. Touchdown. Blake Bortles passed deep right to Westbrook for 34 yards. Bull. Malarkey. Malarkey. No way. This, this must be a Madden the video game update. This can't be the NFL. Blake Bortles didn't do that. Oh, that wow, was a 92-yard drive at that. Nine plays, 92 yards. All right, Dallas, don't, don't do this to me, Dallas. But, so on that note, actually, Jason Garrett was getting a lot of grief from media, from people, fans about not going for it on fourth down against the texans last week and in overtime there's a lot of different aspects to look at here you can look at the first aspect of the cowboys defense made a goal line stand against the texans at the end of the first half stopped them on fourth down instead of getting the three points the texans had a turnover on downs texans should have kicked the field goal right but they were aggressive it's it's one of those things, and I don't know if you want to say it's a uh, old Chinese Confucius saying or you know word of wisdom. What's what, what am I looking for? Pro proverb. Yeah, proverb. proverb. Yeah, the team that plays not to lose can't win. I know that's a lot. We'll break that down for a second. There's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Punting the ball is the safe bet. Pick up, go pick up football for dummies at your local Barnes and Noble. Read through it, and I guarantee you in that situation, that book will tell you to punt the ball. And I agree. Probably you punt that ball. Sean McVay with the Rams, they were going to punt the ball on their fourth down. Instead, they went for it. After Seattle had called the timeout, after Sean McVay had a lot of time to, do, to think about it. And he's praised a hero and stuff. But really, you know, after you look into the story after the games and stuff, um, and actually, I think Colin Cowherd had brought this up too. You know, the, the team, the offense convinced McVay, hey, let's just go for it. You know, let's go for it that was playing to win. Jason Garrett was playing not to lose. Do I fault Garrett? No. Did he do the right thing? Yes. Cuz had it not been for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, 50-yard play down the field with four missed tackles, the Texans aren't immediately in field goal range anyways. Jason Garrett's not is not what's wrong in Dallas. Well, nothing's wrong in Dallas right now. They're beating the uh they're beating the Jaguars. But I don't think Jason Garrett needs to be fired. I don't think Jason Garrett needs to be replaced you can do all that. It's not going to change anything. I don't think the Cowboys have had a true wide receiver number one for the past two, maybe three seasons. And that's with Des Bryant being there. You know, last season and the season before, I think Des Bryant needed to move into an old Randy Moss type of role. You get your couple looks a game, you're there to stretch the field. But even then, Des Bryant was not as versatile. He's not, not as good as randy moss even close even towards randy moss's end of the career i i don't foresee des bryant playing another snap in the nfl maybe he does as a maybe third wide receiver fourth wide receiver for significantly less money i don't see him as a number one wide receiver in the nfl anymore moving on uh cardinals vikings cardinals 17 vikings 27 rosen looked decent he looked like a rookie quarterback today which is not half bad. But Adam Thielen now, though, 100 receiving yards in six straight games. That's exciting. That's fun. Colts, Jets, Colts 34, Jets 42. Uh, Jason Myers, the Jets kicker, made seven field goals. Jose, he made seven field goals, 21 points. They scored 42 today, so 50% of that. That's from the kicker, actually, and if you want to take the touchdowns into account, that's those three too. The kicker scored over half their points today. Wow. That guy's getting a party. Yeah. That is impressive. Not as impressive, though, I think, as Sam Darnold. Now, he—he here's... Okay, I'm going to give you the stat line. 280 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. It's not amazing. But kind of how on the last episode... Oh, never mind. We didn't... You couldn't mention. There was supposed to be a bit on Baker Mayfield and how he looked poised against the Ravens. That was Sam Darnold today. Didn't light up the scoreboard on his own, per se, didn't light up the stat sheet, but he looked in control of the game the whole time, and that's that's what you look for. Good game out there. Seahawks uh, Raiders playing in London, I believe. Russell Wilson three touchdown passes. Uh, actually, I almost took some action on this game. I, mean, I believe it was Seattle minus three. They were three point favorites, and I just I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I don't know. I just I thought Oakland would show up. I was wrong, obviously. Oakland's Oakland is a disaster this season. One in five. You know, you you think about it, they went from a year or two ago being a hot talk for the AFC, talks of contention, to Derek Carr's play has declined. They have a good receiving core at best. Some could argue mediocre. That defense without Khalil Mack couldn't stop Blake Bortles. I mean, they haven't played Blake Bortles, but I'm saying if they did, they, they wouldn't be able to stop them. That's saying something. Blake Bortles is not a good football player. Bold prediction. I bet the Raiders cut bait with Derek Carr here uh, at the end of the season. I think they go through a rebuild. A complete rebuild, you know. I think it's because Gruden's there. Gruden's going to be there for 10 years, too. He signed a 10-year contract. So, I wanted to look at the uh, Raiders' schedule, see if they do play the Jaguars. That way we could see if I was right, see if Blake Bortles can move the ball against them. But they don't. They don't play him this season. That's okay. Um, back to the games. Nothing else really that great to talk about. Cowboys got another three up. They're up 30-7 to seven over the Jags. Ravens are up over the Titans, 21-0. Alex Collins currently has two rushing touchdowns. I really wanted the Ravens to lose that so that way the Steelers could rise up in the AFC North standings. But oh well. My girlfriend is currently taking a nap on the couch and my voice must be so boring it puts her to sleep. And she she just like oh he's doing his podcast his show is so boring I'm gonna take a nap thank you I needed a lullaby that's what she's that's what she's thinking <laughs> this is a joke I mean she's actually is taking a nap but I don't think it's because I'm doing my podcast <laughs> Panthers Redskins don't care both those teams suck and aren't going to the playoffs oh wait did I just hear someone ask me how I can say the Panthers suck. Well, they just lost the Redskins, so that's why. I know they've been playing good. I've never been a big Cam Newton fan. Do I think he's a tremendous athlete? Yes. Does he win games and does he add a different dimension? Yes. But I hate the way he dresses. I'm, I'm so serious. I would not want him as the quarterback of my team just because of the clothes he wears. He looks like a fool. So let's talk about the important game uh, tonight. Chiefs-Patriots. So for some reason the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the pa- Chiefs have been the Patriots kryptonite as of the past like two seasons. It's actually so it's been actually a weird rock paper scissors. Chiefs always beat the Patriots or I say Chiefs always. As of late, Chiefs beat the Patriots, Patriots beat the Steelers, Steelers beat the Chiefs. This year, the Chiefs actually beat the Steelers. Let's see what happens tonight. Do the Patriots beat the Chiefs? And then it, so in turn or in turn so, however that should be said. Do the Steelers beat the Patriots later in the season? That's a fun thing to keep an eye on. Really looking forward to that game. My prediction now, even though the episode won't get posted before the game, you can it's getting recorded now, so Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots 31, Chiefs 28. Chiefs 27. Chiefs 27. So kind of last thing I'll run through, shorter episode tonight, today, this week. I was real high on Cleveland, right? I, I, was, I, I drank some of that Baker Kool-Aid. I was running away from cops, grabbing my junk. You know, I, I full Baker mania, right? Just, just I think I think one, the Browns were a little hungover from their win over the Ravens, but two, I think two two weeks in a row, the Browns offense has been stagnant. The Brown and I think what what did they put up today? 14 points? Yeah, 14, 14 and 12 last week, all field goals last week. The Browns defense looked good in the first half, looked decent. That. The 38 points the Chargers got, you know, if the Browns' offense can keep some pressure, keep the ball, then the Chargers don't have that many possessions. You know what I mean? Then they don't have that much time with the ball. Let me, somebody, you know, tag Hugh Jackson, send send him this. Let me give him some, I don't know if you want to call it advice, words of wisdom, whatever, what have you. You will not win with a rookie quarterback dropping back and throwing the ball 46 times. Baker Mayfield had 46 attempts today. Let me tell you why that's a lot. Carson Wentz had 10 less, 36, in their win over the New York Giants. They had 31 rushing attempts. That's almost 50-50. 36-31? to Yeah, that's five five play different. Guess who lost that game? Jose, look at me. Who lost the game between the Giants and the Eagles? The Giants, right. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who had more pass attempts? Eli Manning or Carson Wentz? Eli Manning, that's right, 43, whereas they only had 17 rushing attempts. The Giants are not going to win with their fate in Eli's hands. So Hugh Jackson, the, the whole point I was getting to there, I used your own team as an example. I just used the Giants as an example. You have to help your quarterback. You have to. You absolutely have to. Baker Mayfield, I think he has a lower ceiling than some of the other guys in the draft that were drafted alongside him. But I think he will be, I think he has, he can be a starter in the NFL for the next 10 years, you know? You have to help him, though. He can't be throwing the ball. Any game that Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball 40 times or more, especially in these first three seasons of his, will be a game you lose. Don't believe me, Hugh Jackson? Last week, Baker Mayfield, 43 attempts as well. You should have lost that game last week, probably. You had 28 rushing attempts, though. That evened it out barely. I think the Browns need to find. Balance on offense. The Browns find balance on offense. Their defense is good enough. They can get a wild card spot this year. They will not playing this way that they have. They will not succeed with Baker Mayfield throwing the ball forty plus times a game. It just won't. It just won't happen. Update: Cowboys thirty-seven, Jaguars three. Cole Beasley two receiving touchdowns. You know, uh, Cole Beasley he went to Little Elm High School in Texas. Not but. 15, 20 minutes from where I went to high school. Uh, Played against each other in sporting events and stuff. Uh, Tremendous athlete. Nice guy. Very low-key, actually. You know what I mean? Kind of living that Texas kid's dream, though. Um, Growing up in the DFW area and then playing for your hometown Dallas Cowboys. You know, living the dream, Cole. um, Loves to put hot sauce on everything, too. Fun fact. Loves his hot sauce. So Jose, producer Jose, had uh, some great ideas uh let's let me let me throw out a couple things that were discussed last week and i'll just i'll run through them i won't get too in depth in it and actually there was a slight political piece last episode but we'll save that until there's some more drama but one of the things and i think tonight's game the patrick mahomes versus tom brady will, will answer it um you know quarterback rankings right now right who and you know i can't remember if this was last episode that we didn't air or the episode before that i said this you know Somebody had told me Patrick Mahomes might be the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay, great. Let's let's consider a quarterback who's never won a playoff game. The best quarterback in the NFL? Is that, is that what we're saying? Oh, but he's never played in a playoff game. Someone in the background just yelled? Well, yeah, he's a second-year quarterback. He is surrounded by offensive weapons. He is running a great system under Andy Reid. I'm not taking away from Patrick Mahomes. I think it's early to crown him king, though. Tom Brady kind of scoffed when asked about young quarterbacks and their success in the NFL. And he said it's easy, you know, when NFL teams are running college offenses. Kind of taken away from it. Now, I'm not going to say Brady. Didn't run a college spread for a couple years his first couple seasons. But, you know. Uh, either way, to Brady's point, I think tonight is a statement game for the Patriots. I think tonight's a statement game for Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady really puts Patrick Mahomes in his place. Now, it, that sounds whiny and kind of bratty or whatever, but I Patrick Mahomes does not need to be crowned king yet. Tom Brady is the GOAT. I don't think you can argue it. Let's see what happens. I'm excited for it. I'm very excited. Let's touch back on one of the things I did. I said worse than their record, right? Titans are getting blown out by the Bravens right now. I said the Titans. Uh, Redskins barely won over a bad Carolina team. Dolphins proved me a little bit wrong. They squeaked away. Now, they did blow that game against the uh, Patriots, like I said they would. They barely squeaked away with a win today against the uh Bears. Against the Bears. Who did the Dolphins lose to last week? have a 27-point comeback. Oh, the Bengals. Oh, that's, yeah. So the week after I say the Dolphins aren't as good as their record says, they do exactly what a team that's not as good as their record is, and they drop a game to the Bengals, allowing 27 unanswered points, mainly in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, definitely a shorter episode today. Let's let's come back here in a couple days. Let's do another recording after the Sunday-Monday night games. Jose, I'm looking at you for confirmation. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's do that. We'll get get some more content. Again, apologies for last week. Apologies for this week. Thanks for listening. This has been Undrafted.